commence primary ignition. This is Star Wars. Look out! You may fire when ready. From the bright center of the galaxy, I'm Greg Comeback, and you're listening to Core World News, your Holland News Service, providing in-depth coverage of all the latest stories from around the galaxy. Now, here's a new segment rundown for August 14th, 2022. Kyber Crystal Comics Corner. But first, this news. All right, thank you very much, Rex. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Core World News. Adam, how you doing in your orange shirt today? Uh, how are things? <laughs> good, good. Just, you know, living, living a life down here. Grant, how are you in your boring black shirt? I'm a little scorched from the binary suns, but I'm I'm, nice. I'm going to get through this podcast. You know, I'm, the force is with me. That's <laughs> nice. Oh. Nice way to endure. Endure. <laughs> what, would, what would Cassie and Andor do? Um, speaking of, we uh, we got some news this week. Well, let's yeah. talk about the news a little bit. Um, I just found out that Rogue One, they're going to put it in the theaters in the IMAX on uh, August 26th. How about yeah. that? You guys excited about seeing Rogue One on the big screen again? Yeah, seeing the the Death Star, you know, assault on Jeddah, seeing that, yeah. that attack in IMAX. Ooh, that's going to be a good yeah. time. So I can't wait to go back and check it out. Yeah, I need to see it again in the theater. I saw it. I saw it twice in the theater, I think, when it came out. It's one of my lowest um, number yeah. of Star Wars viewings. And the first one really threw me, the first viewing, because there was no crawl. And it's just like, it almost like made me jump in my seat. Like when it just does that thump and you're suddenly yeah, in, in the action. And that right. movie is a travelogue movie where it's just like, now you're here. And there's like, it's the first one, I think, where they actually have titles of the planets. So... Like a lot of my Star Wars or first viewings of Star Wars movies, yeah. Lamu, uh, I think you're talking about. Yeah, Lamu. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I just re- I just reread Catalyst too, so it's all fresh oh, nice. in my mind, and I would love to jump into this movie. But Andor again takes place before that, and so I'm and Catalyst. T- you know, there's stories that it actually starts during the Clone Wars, and so I, I just can't wait for Andor because it's going to fill that pocket. Of yeah, time fill that blank. Is yeah. the most interesting, um, you know, span in the the timeline. It's just the the rise of the Empire is a terrifying thing, and uh, yeah, the people surviving in the corners of the galaxy is like I, I can't wait. It's going to be exciting. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I couldn't be any more excited for that show. Um, it's just gonna it's gonna look and feel entirely different and be great. Um, and you know, it I I always really liked Rogue One. I, I did read Catalyst right before I saw the movie, so I had mm-hmm. like when they went to see you know Galen Erso's place, I was like, okay, that makes sense because um you know you see that coming but i love i always think that rogue one is like a movie that starts off really you know kind of slow and small and then just explodes just like it's logarithmic like faster but i kind of i've grown to love that sort of like slow play in because i i love uh new biomes and new horizons and like the fact that they jump around like the rings of kafreen like one of my favorites um, just yeah. like it just that feels like Star Wars to me. It's like, OK, we're going to go to an asteroid station. We're going to go to this weird planet and then go to this other space station. And like that makes yeah. me feel really happy and feel like I'm in Star Wars. Yeah. And I think it's I think, you know, it's a great way to start a film. And I am 100 percent there now. And that's why I really want to see it in the theater. But I'll be honest, my first few viewings, I'll be like every time I watch Rogue One, I feel like I just feel like I'm watching a fan film. Like it's something about like it's it's it was like no crawl um, putting up the names of the planets yeah, quick jumps and yep. not and 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 like a John William like 
score. Right, like score with I, I right. think it gets away with that because of the realism, though. Because I would almost yes. argue that the saga films could feel more fan film at times, given just uh, I don't yeah. know, the sort of like the 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 grandiosity of just the sequences and the action, yeah. what's happening. Like, yeah. whereas this feels parse it down. It feels very yeah. grounded. It feels realistic. And I think if it had a crawl before it, that might, I don't know. It, it would, I think it would feel worse. Fall into not worse opera category. Yeah. I think yeah. it would feel weird. And, and yeah. I like, and I like the semi crawl they do in solo. I think that's fun, a fun take on it. And I think it fits yeah. in that film, but I think rogue one shouldn't have a crawl. I'm glad it doesn't have it. All these things it, that I mentioned rogue now, one is a crawl. <laughs> that's right. I mean, you're absolutely right. Yeah, it is. It's a, it is it's literally a two, yeah, the crawl. It's a two and a half hour crawl. Yeah. And I mean that in a good way. But I they're like prelude. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's like then, then you the watch New starts. Hope and you're like, oh yeah, everything yeah. I just saw in that movie in the crawl. Yeah. Well, you read the new yeah, and then a new hope basically uh surmises this exact film. So I don't yeah. think yeah. there's a crawl. The film is yeah. So there we go. It is so, literally uh, the crawl of a new hope. Yeah. Um, that's so true. But yeah, I mean, it was a great choice. And it, I mean, that yeah. was the first time we got a film that wasn't a saga film. So it was like, exactly. I knew things were going to be different. But it seems as you, Adam, I was like, I don't know. I'm gonna crawl. Yeah. And like, what's going on? It felt it felt a little different, but it didn't take me out of it. I was like, OK, yeah, here's all these space stations and like everything looks yeah. legit and the yeah. acting is amazing. I, yeah, I always almost. Yeah, I love the film for how you, what you said, Ben, how it kind of gets bigger. It kind of. Uh, yes it sort of unravels nicely basically like and there's a great ensemble element to the film where it's almost like seven samurai or you know fellowship of the ring like we're meeting these characters slowly and they're we're, we're getting this this group together this ensemble yeah. and it's like it's really fun to watch um i feel like the only thing that like really dragged for me was like it almost felt like the the engine of the plot was guiding the film and I didn't get enough time yeah. with the characters. Like the second it slows down with Chirrut, I am like so excited just to like yeah. get a little bit of Chirrut and Boz and understand that relationship more. And I just want more with those characters. Like I almost wish Andor could throw in some of those characters at some point, just to like get a little bit yeah. more because they're so fascinating and you build these multidimensional characters, but it's just, it's such, it's, yep. it's such a plot based film that it's yes. i don't know it's 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 tough it's yeah. it's a great film for what it is it feels like a great sort of heist you know um uh spy film that is yeah. fantastic in that in that manner but yeah i would have loved more character development i guess well yeah. i think we're probably going to get that in the show i think for sure and that and that that movie rogue one is for me is just like it's all based on what I'm feeling like when I'm watching it. Cause it's either like top third or bottom third of my star Wars listings, <laughs> depending on the mood I'm in. And like when I'm in it and it's it just hit me, right. I love all of that stuff. And great. I a hundred percent agree. I think that's part of the reason why I saw it like twice in the theater and then watched it. And I'm like, it's too fast. I don't know who any of these characters are. I don't have any connections with these characters. And then after I watched it like the fourth time, I'm like, I get these characters because the motivations make sense, right? Like it's all there. It's just, it's like, it's just a driving thing. It's not about the characters. This is not a saga film. We're not going to, you know, we're not following the the life story of Luke Skywalker. We're following the Death Star plans. Like, yeah. that's really what we're doing. And and going to that film kind of knowing, I mean, we all kind of knew it wasn't announced, but we kind of knew these characters probably weren't going to be around <laughs> yeah. after this yeah. film. And so, you know, it's it's one of those things where you just know this is, we're not going to follow, we're not going to learn more about these characters. We're in, we're in it and we're out of it. Yeah. Right yeah. Yeah, and that was the right decision. I think you know many screenwriters took a pass on that that script, and uh, or just came to look at the film directors, multiple directors, and everyone I think agreed at the end of the day, all these characters should die. And I feel I, I feel like yeah. that was the right choice, just given how 
how much the plot kind of reigns over everything in the film. Yep. And I feel like they're doing the most heroic action possible. Make yeah. this, you know, stand, you know, for all of time. Yeah. And it just gives that extra little bit of whatever to an already perfect film, a new hope, right? Like it's just yeah. this now you just you know the sacrifice of these people that is like just behind all of the driving force of a new hope as well. Yeah. You know, the film just could either could the film for me just could have been longer and I could have gotten a little bit more Galen and Jin just earlier in the film. So when we get yeah. to that later scene on Jetta, it's like twice as impactful and you really feel their connection because yeah, and after reading Catalyst, it's also like he just he's like a specter like in her life where he doesn't yeah. she doesn't really have like I don't know, it's not fully formed image of him. It's like he's just kind of memories, just a yeah, memory. Just a memory. And it's yeah, like, that's I wish there was a little bit more going on there. That's about I it. felt like I was cheating having read the 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 book because Catalyst is it's a beautiful companion to the movie. Mm -hmm. But it's like, yeah, it just marries up perfectly. And I was like, Oh, I'm like, do people even know who Galen Urso is? Like but I guess, you know, it, it, it described it there. Yeah, the, that's another it. cool thing is, like, that's almost a, another TV series I would love, just that whole um, uh, special weapons division in the yeah. Empire. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Like, yeah. the, their insignia? Like, that whole division? That's that's crazy. Like, they're, they're developing kyber-based weapons, and, like, you know, Galen's an expert in the field of kyber crystals, and, you know, it's fascinating. Like that whole stuff yeah. is fascinating. Lyra goes to like find kyber crystals. Like it's it's so cool. Like their story is awesome, and it's all centered around kyber crystals, and it's totally outside of the Jedi. I guess you know they still talk about the Jedi, reference them, but they are two basically scientists. Like it's just a really cool um, story. So highly recommend Catalyst. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so also storytelling. Uh, I think this will be a, a little bit pre rogue one but um jedi survivor the video game that's coming out possibly next spring um they spotted b1 battle droids as a nemesis as something that um uh our hero will fight hmm. uh, makes, makes sense to me i mean I, i'm surprised we don't see more kind of remnant battle droids in the galaxy after the clone wars given there was like an ungodly amount like 50 was like 50 million battle droids or yeah, something. Yeah, they said we like the army if you they're ten to one the books. Yeah. Yeah. There was there was a, there were a lot of battle droids. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, who do you think would be like operating battle battle droids that you'd have to fight? I mean, at this point we're like we're squarely in the empire at this point. Like who do you think still Yeah. running battle droids? I mean, you besides know, I, Kaiza from <laughs> Shadow of the Sith that we just read. <laughs> Um, oh right, right. yeah but uh, you see like one or two here or there like mr bones is cool um yep but i mean obviously Nemoidi oh is this an official like there's battle droids in the next game in the next yes yeah. yeah i mean that's great i love that maybe a warlord or tyrant an old separatist you know leader of some kind was general you know that war kind of ended in disarray and yeah separatists had a huge amount of territory i believe all the way to the end um, yeah they were really just trying to take out the leader, basically Grievous, and there was this. There were still separatists, I think, strongholds all over the galaxy. So, yeah. Warlord takes over stronghold, activates battle droids. You know, I'm I'm always gonna go the with Trade uh, Federation. Yeah. I don't know. I'm always gonna go with a uh, droid Gatra. Droid Droid Gatra. Yeah, that's yeah. a great idea. Droid, honestly, great idea. Yeah, that would add a new flair to the battle droid, which is like 
maybe an old commander droid. That's just that's actually a fascinating story, Beef. That I, it's there's there's stuff I think in Rebels and uh, definitely in Clone Wars, but but I'm talking post Clone Wars, like a commander droid, someone recovering that droid's sort of like um, I don't know neural network or whatever, yeah. and then using it themselves, you know, to control a bunch of battle droids, and like I could see that being a thing. Yeah. I also wonder if you're going to be playing more flashbacks than you than you did in the first one. Because remember, we do have the oh. flashback where it is during Order 66. And we know Cal Kestis is around as a Padawan, right, at that point? Or is he just a youngling? I can't remember if he's a Padawan or not. I think he's a Padawan. Yeah, it'd be he's tough to retcon that. Yeah, because I think the way they did it in Jedi Fallen Order is that, like, he was just doing his basic training. And then in that yeah. se- sequence, he gets... That's right. He was just jumping around on blocks. And like, yeah, yeah, and then right when like his Star Destroyer gets attacked or his, his uh, master gets yeah. attacked. Uh, but we yeah. could have flash forwards in terms of flashbacks in terms of what happens after that as he's yeah. escaping and like before he becomes just the, the person who's, you know, disassembling ships. Yeah, that would be uh, pretty interesting. Or a flashback from a different character. Like, I mean, oh, yeah. I, assume, I, I don't know point. how heavy Cal Kestis this is going to be. Oh, yeah, that's um, a really interesting character. point. But yeah. it says Survivor, so I'm wondering if we'll see some more Survivors. Given that the first game had Saw Gerrera, do you think any like crossover with the live action, you know, either Andor series or Obi Wan is going to happen with any of those characters? I'd love to see some Obi Wan there. I think this is still going to be probably 15 years BBY. It, it's going to be so. around the time of um, uh, the first game, right? Like just a year after that. So. Yeah, I would assume, and I think that was what three or four years. Yeah. Uh, so it's like 14 BBY seven, or something. 17, so, I think. 17. I just realized Calcasus is not going to be the playable character in this game. Yeah? You think it's going to be Obi-Wan? No, I think it's... I, I don't know. I think it's got to be a new a new Padawan or a new person who has disconnected from the Force is coming back to it. Because just from simple game mechanics. Because the, yeah. the, otherwise they're going to have to have a weird convoluted reason why Cal Kestis lost all his abilities between these two games and now you have to build it back up again right because that's how video games work you just have to yeah. so it's he's not going to be he's going to be there he's going to be like um was it Marin Marin no, yeah Marin it's going to be like Marin he's going to be part of the part of the career Marin. yeah but that would be so that. fun if they did it that way but yeah it does yeah. make sense yeah I mean unless they're going to rank Cal up more but it, like then it's you get into the problem where it's like well if he's so powerful then what was he right. doing during a new hope and yeah yeah how come he and Mace Windu are this strong? Right. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to play as Marin and use that like the 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 Night Witch sort of like magic. I love that character. Yeah. 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 Fun. That would be fun mechanics too, because you could do all these other fun force things that may be a little dark. A little yeah, dark she magic. could power that would be where it makes sense that she's powering up as well. So maybe that'd be awesome. I I mean yeah. I, I think we all talked about how much we wish she was playable in the first one. So yeah, that could yeah. be cool. So yeah, it's just an interesting little wrinkle there that uh, means a lot with the B1s. Um, I got a couple more things here. One, I saw that uh, Plagueis is rumored to be an acolyte. We kind of mentioned this a couple weeks ago, but or they yeah. could be, but um, they think that there will be a powerful Sith Master and acolyte, and it, it could very well be Plagueis. I think, I think that makes sense. I think the timing makes sense, right? Because... Um... 200 because, years, yeah. I mean, he lived for a very, very long time. Yeah. That's the art house film I want to see, but what, what I could see happening is just Palpatine, you know? like Yeah. 
Just and maybe Palpatine's first apprentice? I don't but know. But it's no, we're it's, still two hundred oh, years still too early before, for that. Yeah, because we're at the before, end. We're, we're at the tail America. end, yeah. right, of the High Republic, which leads into the Republic. Yeah. So it would yeah, be I think a it's, super young Plagueis even then. Yeah, so. I mean, it'd be yeah. We don't know. It's it's you know, timelines are weird or, or lifelines are weird in Star Wars. So is I'm blanking. Is Plagueis a Duros? What's Plagueis? He's a Munalist. He's a Munalist. Oh, that's right. I'm so excited. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. It was going by like uh, Hedo Damask he, at this point. I don't think oh, he was right. going by Plagueis, yeah. right? Like he was, and he was involved with the Banking Guild, I think. Yeah. Like, well, well, what's exciting? Hedo Damask, Plagueis, or was that Bane? Plagueis. Okay. Plagueis is a, is a Munalist. And then, and then the Sith Bith that trained Plagueis? Yeah, Tenebris. Tenebris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You always so make it. You, know, dude, you don't think I went to all the sequel trilogy films just hoping to see some like dark lore unravel in front of me? I was, I know all that. Oh. I love all the Sith You're stuff. You're gonna get it. It's so good. It's so great. Like it's the, the other half of the coin. It's terrifying and well, it's fun and when it's, really it's fun when it's there and, and oppressive. And they're really starting to play around with that in the expanded universe now, right? Like we got a ton of that in uh, in Shadow of the Sith. Like they just name checked all yeah, these characters. Yeah. Oh yeah. So it clearly the, the that Lucasfilm. Well, Rise of Skywalker takes yeah. a pretty yes, you know, dark turn into a really dark yes. territory just yeah. right away, and it's like here we are. And I'm like, great. I mean, like it, it was sounds fascinating. It, of course, it's the shadow of the Empire looming over everyone. Let's get into the shadow, right? I I I watched. The last uh, we talked about this before recording. I watched the last hour of Rise of Skywalker on on a on a channel with commercials. Um, after having a long day of of having fun, um, so so. But one thing I did notice when I was watching it is like exactly that. I'm like, this movie actually gives us the most time with Sith lore out of any yeah. Star Wars. Yeah, movie. we like luxuriate in yeah all like of this new Sith, Sith like, lore, yeah. and I'm like, yeah. wow, this is a lot to develop in one film, which is like the Sith Eternal. Exegol yeah. is the homeworld of the Sith. Right. Like, all and like, acolytes. what's crazy is we see the homeworld of the Sith and Exegol and all this stuff with, with just a singular Sith Lord in charge and like an amphitheater of acolytes and some really cool, actually, Sith guards in the background. If you uh -huh. pay, pay close attention in Rise of yes, Skywalker, I know. the guards in like, that film miss actually them, really but... like the design yeah. of that guard uniform, the, yeah. the trooper uniform. It's really cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, the, all the, the production design, everything there is great, but you almost wonder what it's like when it what it was like when it was like teaming with Sith or if there were other reigns of other Sith lords. Like it's just it, it invokes so many questions, and so yeah. that's I, I hope we get there. I hope Acolyte's a great doorway to like a threshold to all of that stuff. Because I that hope so. I all I know is I'm I'm really excited for it because it's going to give us as a podcast a reason slash uh, directive or excuse to reread Plagueis before. Yeah, <laughs> before it yes, comes yeah, out. I can't yeah. wait to reread that book. Was so good. Um, mm -hmm. just check that out again. And then we got our actress too, uh, Amandala Stenberg. Yeah, it's finally confirmed. I know it's been kind of yeah, officially confirmed as yeah. the acolyte, as the the lead in the acolyte. Which uh, this is going to be great. I mean, I cannot wait. I, I I I think she was just in Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. I think there's she's in a few films that I'll be, I'll be watching this weekend. So I'm excited to see. Yeah, know, she's her performances are like before she jumps into this, but this is cool. I cannot wait. And I feel like it's going to be, a, it, she must be an acolyte, you know, she must be the acolyte. And then I wonder if it's Plagueis. I wonder if it's Tenebris. I wonder if it's another Sith Lord that's yeah. sort of, uh, that she learns from, or is, you know, she's learning the Sith ways from or something. But 
I'd and put who knows hard money on ten. Who knows if it's a Sith? It could yeah. just be Force user. It could be someone who's a Force user uh, trying to claim stake or the throne of the Sith. But another Sith comes along, or you know, what I mean, like it, it, yeah. the movie could really do some fun red herrings and or the show um, rather. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, I think it might be the rise of Plagueis, right? Like we've never actually seen mm. a, a a the a Sith take yeah. on the Sith Lord and dethrone a Sith Lord. We've never seen that. We see it referred to a lot, right? Like, yeah. I mean, I guess we technically do at the end of Episode Six, but that's just that's just uh, Vader becoming good again. Right. But like to actually watch that process happen and see what happens in that Rule of Two when you know Plagueis takes down Tenebris. Yeah, that would be really cool. And it'd be, I mean, then like Stenberg's character, maybe that's our POV. And so we can, I yeah. mean, the acolyte actually could be Plagueis. Well, yeah, but like our POV yeah. is like a different acolyte and like what it's like sort of going through there. And then so you watch Plagueis be this monster and rise so to his situation. Imagine from storyteller point what that happens. So you, you might tell a story where there's multiple acolytes and you're following all these acolyte characters and yeah. you have the Sith Lord and the Sith Apprentice. And the acolytes are just doing the acolyte thing, and then suddenly the Sith Lord is is gone, and there's yeah. a, there's a power vacuum. So now right. you have all these acolytes. <laughs> it's all going to be like intrigue yeah. and who's trying to kill who and who's trying to prove they're a better Sith to be the the next. That's Sith that's you, that, you hit, yeah, that's exactly what the show. Yeah. I see that being the formula of the show, which is everyone's backstabbing. It's like a mm -hmm. Gilligan esque Vince yeah. Vince Gilligan esque yeah. like Breaking Bad. Uh, better call Saul sort of like everyone is in a corner and willing to backstab the other just yep. to get out of it. And yeah, so yeah. I, I'm hoping that's the sort of hair raising tension that the show's going for. I, I, I mean, who knows? The show could be whatever it wants to be and I cannot wait to see it, but it's just, that would be a fun way to take it given that the Sith are known to do that. They're known to backstab. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. If there's many acolytes, like, yeah, it would just be a feeding frenzy. I love that. I can't, and for some reason in my mind, I imagine a sort of like Sith Hogwarts, like just yeah. like evil yeah. Hogwarts where they're all sort of, Oh, it's like, you know, business as usual. People looking at each other out of the corner of their eyes. But then like, are you, are you saying like, we're just going to spend an entire season following a uh, house uh, Slyth Slytherin? Basically. Yeah. But it, it would be like how Slytherin's the, the, the best, out of all four. well like yes. i always yeah. get worse and darker i like the idea of the sith staying low-key so i wouldn't mind like Plagueis, like basically like counting his credits and then like uh i guess masterminding plant masterminding all these plans and things like that but then like seeing the potential of a young girl who's like in the galaxy and being like mm -hmm. oh she has the force like i could teach her to use the force and it's like pre palpatine but like yeah. all of the palpatine stuff he like he basically all the cunning and the sort of um, evil planning, he kind of passes on to her, but she maybe doesn't take on that stuff. Maybe she's good. Like, I'm hoping maybe she's a good character who basically turns on him or something. Like, that would be fun. But, um, yeah, that, I could see that. And I could also see, like, an interloping sort of Sith who's staying low-key and just, like, counting his credits and, like, playing in playing the chessboard, like, tactically. Like, right. and then just taking on... Uh, someone you know to follow him and learn his ways and all that kind of stuff like something small that travels around the galaxy intimate like that's kind of what i'm hoping for but you know again the show can surprise me alina hattie's a brilliant writer i cannot wait to see what she does yeah yeah uh, agreed yeah she did say I, I way early in the process that it would be a female like centric cast there'd be a, a you know a, a it sounded like a bunch of female characters in it. So, I mean, I guess that could work against Tenebris and Plagueis. Like, it would be sort of silly if they were the, I don't know, the big bads. But well, I mean, we had Zana, yeah, after 
Bane taught Zana. Yeah. And she I... goes on, but then I think she dies in the last book. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So okay. I'm going to say something that the internet will probably freak out about. Uh, but Bane. based on Bane trilogy. Based on Plagueis and Tenebris, we're we're basing their genders on old EU, as far as I know. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So they and could. It, I was thinking I mean, that too. Tenebris yeah. could be female. Tenebris yeah. could be female. Yeah. yeah. So they could just do that, which would be great. I mean, I know everyone's really taken that quite or, you know, well guys, in all uh, new in, character. Uh, guys, wild idea. Or here. New character. All new yeah. character. Yeah. Yeah, it's basically absolutely. a Sith Lord between Plagueis and Tenebris, or between yeah. Tenebris and you know, yeah. Yeah, the timeline's not clear. Yeah, yeah. Those who cares? They don't even, they don't exist. They're Legends characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before Palpatine is fair game for anything to be invented. Yeah, yeah. Tenebris could have come later. Like we, I mean, <laughs> Ben's like, no, I'm not letting go of Tenebris. We're yeah, yeah. No, nor should you, no, no, because no, no, we no. all deserve a Sith bit. <laughs> take yeah. whatever you want, you know. But we're keeping the Sith. He could have Sith yeah, Lord, who happens to be a bit. Yeah. 200 years is a long time, and I know that like Plagueis was supposed to be alive for a very long time, and I think Tenebris was too because he sort of started him on it. But uh, I don't know, we didn't hear Tenebris's name in um, that recent book, uh, Shadow of the Sith, um, chanted underneath, so maybe not, you know, like he could have if he only lived for 50 years or something, then like we, you know, he could have come much later. So, yeah, yeah. it would be, I mean, I would be so happy if they just invented all new Sith characters, like that would be that would make me overjoyed totally. just because it's like there's not enough like let's get some new names and, and like new dynamic characters like evil characters that'd be so fun well darth plagueis makes sense given like he's named in yeah into the sith and like yep. it's just a total like hole in the entire story that yeah kind of would be fun to, to to see content you know see storytelling in there absolutely yeah but i think they're really i don't know they're really saving that one for someone with a plan or a script or something like sooner or later we'll get a Plagueis story, but um, they seem to be really careful about not stepping on that story at all. And all the other comics and books and everything, you don't hear much Plagueis stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that's a very, that and Bane are kind of both like, do not touch sacred cows. Yeah. Yeah. Red. All right. Why don't we talk about Halcyon legacy? Welcome to another edition of Kyber Crystal Comics Corner. Uh, and yeah, this week we're going to cover the Halcyon Legacy miniseries. Uh, we'll talk about the official tie-in, I'm sure. Uh, but this is brought to you by Sax, Sliney, Rosenberg, Sabino, and uh, Gist. Or Gist, I'm not quite sure. Right on. Yeah. And Adam, what is the Halcyon Legacy for well, people at home that don't know? The Halcyon Legacy is the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser hotel experience at Disney World Orlando. <laughs> and we need some, yeah. all, wow. need some all new reoccurring characters in these comics, right? And do they appear on the actual Halcyon Legacy or are they just comic exclusive characters? Well, that's a great question, Grant. Uh, yes, but we, Captain, have, we have Captain Keyvan. Yes, Captain Keyvan is Pantoran. on. Yeah, Pantoran who's female. on. Yeah. She is on the uh, Galactic Star Cruiser. If you if you do really, so yep. she is she talking she, over the loudspeaker throughout. She, no, you she she's a she is played by a live action uh, person. So cool. um, so she actually will greet you. As far as I know, will greet you and you'll interact with her throughout your stay. Hmm. Yeah, Crimson it's not, animat- not Crimson animatronic. Jack. I don't know about Crimson Jack because I don't think so. Because I think in because who uh, could have that facial hair? It's all right. Just, 
yeah, the flex yeah. is unreal. Because spoiler alert, you are boarded uh, during your two day stay, but you're boarded by Kylo Ren and the First Order. Uh, probably after the events of this miniseries. Probably ties into. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's yes. right. The last issue. Um, so I guess one quick kind of background note: we we like way back when we covered Ethan Sachs also wrote uh, Doc Ondor's Den of Antiquities, or yes. no, he, wrote, he read Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. He, oh, he, wrote he did Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Uh, yeah, did, it was fantastic. There's the Greedo one where like wait, the, did he write the book? There was the book for Galaxy's Edge, but then there was Doc there's a, Ondor's. There's a five part series. Yeah, and that is Doc Ondor's. Yeah. Uh, the and there's a, yeah. oh, is, it is Doc Ondo's? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it does take place in Galaxy's Edge. And then there is uh, Black Spire. Black Spire, right. Which the book, is that Rosenberg? I'm going to blank on who wrote that. Uh, right. But actually, actually, uh, both of those are really good. The Black Spire book, we actually really enjoyed. I was, was shocked. Delilah S. Dawson? For Black yes. Spire? It's Delilah S. Dawson. Thank you, Grant. Yep. 100%. Uh, so good. Uh, we love who, them. We love the, the sense of yeah. space in that book was great. Yeah. You really understood the park. Did when you so Adam, you being having been having been to the park, did Black Spire kind of nail that? The like the space? No. Um and and, and well, because here's the thing. Uh Delilah Dawson Dawson or Delilah Delilah De, Delilah S. Awesome uh did an amazing job. Uh <laughs> but what she, what she was able to do was talk about the outlying areas surrounding black spire if you remember a lot of the book takes place in like a cave where they're hiding out yeah um and so it gives us the scope and grandeur and the one thing I'll, I'll be completely honest as a person who really loved galaxy's edge and can't wait to go back i was never able to completely escape the fact that it was in disney hollywood studios right like yeah, it just correct, it, it just okay. it's it yeah, feels a little book, contained the book was great because it makes you feel like you're yeah, like it's you're part of a larger the wilderness thing. from black yeah. spire outpost yeah. Uh, yeah. And you could basically like, you know, throw pitch, pitch yeah. a tent and kind of like live yeah. there. Like it yeah. re really felt the environment in that book. Um, highly recommend Black Spire yeah. by Twilight. Awesome. Is why that book works because it makes it feel like part of a large thing. I'm so glad I read it. Like it gave me a lot like yeah. V. Uh, Morandi, I think is the name of the character in that is mm -hmm. the character who you're seeing play oh, yeah, by, out by, by Morandi. And then yep. we have um, isn't Cardinal in that too or something? I can't Who else is in that? Card. No, no. Uh, well, uh, Savvy is in there from Savvy's lightsaber Sav workshop. Savvy's yep. in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, and, yeah, I think a couple other like I think Doc Ondor is there. Yep, yes. I believe so. Yeah, they interact with yeah, all these kind of like, characters. Then, so, as for this yeah. comic, do you think this, is is this happening on the Halcyon? Is it's happening in this comic? Like there is constant interactions. There's huts rolling through. Like I don't know. Like, yeah. So essentially, Halcyon's one. Current time narrative, which I guess your experience at Halcyon pretty much occurs right before the, um, I think, the events of Rise of Skywalker, or I guess right before The Last Jedi, because um, actually you would know, Adam, when does your experience in Galaxy Edge, Galaxy's Edge happen? Like this it's, is be the it's between eight and nine. So it's be okay. between Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. Oh, OK. All right. Yeah. So that's cool, because there is like a year yeah. gap there, right? Yep. Okay, so that's I assume that's when Halcyon Legacy is going to be taking place. It that's, is oh. because when you are on the Halcyon Legacy, you do dock at Black Spire and yeah. spend a day in Black Spire. So if you think about it, this whole narrative, there's a single narrative in Black Spire that or Galaxy's Edge, I should say, that, that occurs over the full day. Mm -hmm. And so that is a narrative that repeats every single day. 
Um, and then there's a narrative on the Halcyon Legacy. So basically, right. those two are intertwined. So they all probably take place within three days, a three day window, I think. So and so that's between episodes eight and nine. Man, these what an experience. Are, these comics yeah. are fantastic. I just want to say right away, Halcyon Legacy, this series is great because I was just thinking about it as a whole. It's like a lot of just epic stuff happening, but just, like the catharsis I have with Aura Singh and Zam Wessel sort of like, yep, you know, living on peacefully after their altercation on the yeah. Halcyon. Like that is so cool. Like great. Like I I just want those cool characters well, interacting. Until yeah. she gets smoked by... Lando Calrissian, right? I mean, there's there's yeah, the, yeah, yeah. there's a statement I think by the droid who who says, uh, "And Aura Singh and Sam Wessel went on to live happily ever after." No, wait, I now recall they both went on to die in grisly manners. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's my favorite line of this thing, and I just want to say that about Ethan Sachs and tie it back into his Doc Ondor story. He does a really good job of telling one shots, meaning like a single sto- self-contained story in a single issue in a comic. Which, yes, there's the overarching narrative, but those are kind of both like a couple of pages at the beginning, a couple of pages at the end, and the other 18 pages in the middle are just a single story. And that can be really difficult to with that constraint yeah. to, to tell a full story in just 18 sure. pages. So for uh, listeners that haven't mm-hmm. read this, um, the, the whole idea is like you have your main narrative at that time, um, you know, of the current time Halcyon, so between um, movies eight and nine. And then you have, you know, and you're about to get boarded and it's this droid telling stories to this young girl trying to calm her down about other times that this uh, this ancient ship has been had, you know, been boarded or had some altercations on it. And so you get these flashback stories intermixed within this this larger narrative. So, yeah, definitely done. Um, It's interesting thing. And they go all the way back to the higher public. Yep. Um, which is really cool. And then, you know, really fun character pulls, which, you know, was done in the Doc Ondor series as well. You know, they use Greedo and Han and all that stuff in there. And this one's got Boss. And again, like the Will Slimey's art, like uh, what, mm-hmm. four, the Lando Maz one? Like, yeah. Lando's drip is unparalleled. Like, this is, mm-hmm. I think, the best I've ever seen Lando look in a comic. Yeah. You know, no, it looks like, And Maz looks amazing. Yeah. yeah. Will Sliney is just super talented. Agreed. And, and I mean, let's, I mean, if we start out, if we talk about, you know, the first issue we're dealing with the higher public and you get Burry Agaberry. Yeah. uh, yeah, yeah. I was very excited. My favorite. Whose fate we still do not know. I know. Can't believe she threw him in a, in a fighter, you know, jet or a fighter, starfighter. And it was like, I'm like, wait, no, I want to see Burry Aga messing people up. I know. Right. But all right. I guess it's not really his thing. I, I for someone as empathizes as much as he does, it's probably hard to cut someone in half with a lightsaber. Yeah. Though also Nib Asek in that one, his master. Mm-hmm. Um, great to see some more Nib Asek. Um, she ignited her light, lightsaber and then went into a fight and then just punched and kicked everybody. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I was do. like, but 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 yeah. I was like, she's really taking the whole do no harm uh pacifist jedi thing to another level but uh yeah it was yeah. interesting yeah it makes me think about but, it yeah. obi-wan just sort of like knee-jerk cutting, cutting off someone's arm and just being <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah they fell a long way they oh. ordered it so like you know what maybe we should go on the offensive we also uh, do get we find we spent some time with the person who oversaw the creation of the halcyon legacy uh yes one uh shug shug drabar yeah. Bar, bar. Uh, yeah, 
Drobar. Drobar. Yeah. Um, and he is what's the name of that species? And Zelen, I think. And Zelen, right? So yep. he's just like our boy um, from the Rise of yep. uh, Yeah, Babu Frick. Babu Frick. Yeah. Which again, I always forget he pops up at the end of Rise yeah. of Skywalker, literally. And then we were both like, yeah, watching that movie last night. I went, oh yeah, Babu Frick. He made it into a book as well. Um, oh right, one of the High Republic books. Um, mm-hmm. And it is escaping me right now which book that is. Uh, there were but, a lot of them. There were, and they're all good. Yeah. Yeah. It was, but it was very good. It was one of the younger readers. Anywho, uh, a lot of fun characters in this. Yeah. Who's your, uh, let's go. Who's your favorite cameo in this series? Oof. Like, uh, I mean, I got to say, uh, I guess, uh, I got to go Moz. Moz is my favorite. Moz is good. I'm always happy to see Aura Singh. Um, I'm going to not say Bariaga because, like, we already talked about him yeah um but like seeing or seeing and and actually you know what sam wessel i think sam wessel yeah that was sam wessel was so the little best for me because it was so cathartic yeah. i was like more zam again talking about character development like mm-hmm. a little bit more zam wessel out of nowhere yeah. in this series all all the all worth it to to read through um yeah what about you ben uh obviously you're too. not allowed to say hondo you're not allowed to say hondo i'm not a hondo guy i don't either I... guys can we all just come yeah, out about this i think we're all not hondo uh, guy. no i, I will say yeah i'm a bit more of a hondo guy after doing the ride the the uh rise of the resistance ride at galaxy's edge because the animatronic hondo is oh actually no it's uh the millennium falcon ride sorry but the but the hondo anaka in animatronic is amazing okay. when it's working <laughs> right when it's working otherwise yeah. it's just but, but favorite character for me is probably d309 I mean, that's pretty. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. yeah. The droid storyteller is amazing. Yeah, he makes it work. What was your uh, favorite yeah. cameo, Ben? Oh, obviously, Tianga. That's my favorite. Oh, I, was, yeah. I thought Lando. I thought it was like easy Lando. I was like, I can't go yeah. Lando because you're going to take him. But OK, no, I'm, I guess I'm Lando trolling. for me then. If, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, Maz Lando. Maz Lando. Lando's I, I just I'm in that that frame of mind where I can't get enough Lando, like more. I agree. Yeah. Um, it, and again, I know I'm talking a lot about having watched the last hour of Rise of Skywalker, but he is so good. He is so good in that movie. And and Billy Dee did such a great job with, yeah, he, with Lando. Yeah. He yeah. really carried the end of that movie. Was, he really does. Like, there's more of us, Poe. is like, there's more of us. Is like, I, I listen to that line and I get choked up every time and I realize it's because of the way he says that. Like, he just, because yeah. he says it with that, with that swagger, right? Of just yeah. like, yeah. His pep talk of Oscar Isaac, um, was mm-hmm. one of my favorite parts of that movie. It could be my like, could have been my favorite. I that was because it was just like you know everyone was so down, and he's just like such a warm actor, and it was just like a beautiful scene, and Poe needed it, and like it was just great. I loved that. I love that scene. Yeah. yeah, yeah, um yeah. I'd love more Billy D. Honestly, and after Shadow of the Sith, like uh, yeah, that yep. book, I really like Rise of Skywalker. Like it's it's. It's elevated that film for me in a big way. Yeah. Well, there's the side. There's a scene at the very end, which when at first I saw it the first few times with with Sajana um, saying like, "Well, let's find out, kid." It always felt to me like I was always joking like, "Well, there's our Disney Plus series, yeah. right?" It felt very. But after reading Sa- the Sa- more, Shadow, yeah, I was ready because I was like, yeah. "Billy D looks like he could act a like you totally. know a full series. Let's go, let's go." But yeah. it was amazing seeing that scene in the after Shadow of the Sith and just the way. Um, you know, he was written in that, that that actually made me somewhat choked up. 
like knowing his history, knowing his journey, trying to find his trying lost to find her. Yeah. And then all those and... more years. And the way he acted, it was like he was like, I'm not going to get excited right I'm now. I'm not going to get my hopes up. Yep, I'm not going to but... get my hopes up. But you know what? Like, I felt like he's like, here's someone that's like my daughter, though. That you are a lost child help. looking for their parents. Like, I will help <laughs> I you. I, it's all I can do at this point. It, it was oh, I'm going to start crying now. But it was actually really like <laughs> adding. That's what I love about Star Wars. That's why we do what we do is just all of these yeah. ancillary things add such beautiful notes. When you go back to rewatch the movies. Yeah. Um, yeah. Awesome. It's but a Halcyon legacy. Halcyon Legacy, anyways. Uh, yeah, uh, fun ship. Looks like a good time. Super expensive. Um, but, like, you know, for what it is, which is sort of like, well, it's some tie-in material to this really expensive, um, you know, hotel experience uh, that Disney has created, it was uh, very fun content and, uh, and a good good ride. Yeah. You guys want to play a game? Ooh. Uh, Ooh. Uh, yes, I forgot. So did I, but we'll play one anyways. There we go. Look, good against remotes is one thing. Good against the living, that's something else. Okay, so here we are. This is Game of the Week, uh, also known as Good Against Remotes, is one thing. Um, and so I'm going to host the Game of the Week this week. And the game is Who Shot That Blaster? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, wow. oh god. All right, so I'm going to name a blaster and you're going to tell me who wielded oh, said Please be DL44, please be DL44. <laughs> Don't okay, say so DL44 first. Say I'm going to yeah, I'm going to go in easy to more difficult. <laughs> right. I'm not sure how many rounds yet. We'll see how pathetic this is. <laughs> but the first one is the DL44. Uh, uh, uh I'll let Adam take that. <laughs> I mean, or, the fact that you said it before it did anything. I'm just going to let or, wait. Who shot the Blast or, DL4. Blast do we see, Blast. and here's the trick question, do we see Tobias Beckett shoot wait, it yeah, in did Solo? Did Tobias Beckett shoot it? No, we didn't. Never saw him shoot it. He did give hand it to yeah. the person in question. Uh, but no, uh, Tobias Beckett. What about it. in the Beckett standalone issue? Oh, yeah, good question. Go <laughs> I would like to call forth evidence. Um, I, I still don't think so. And I will say Beckett for my answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay all right i'll give you a half no, a point I, but i, I need to check I, those pages adam out. i didn't hear your answer but i, I said han solo okay. or han solo oh you can they both work apparently yeah um all right i'll give give you a point there uh adam and then until and you get a half point grant until you can prove to me that uh <laughs> tobias beckett held one of those or actually shot one um all right very good see we're off to a good start okay um, so the next one that I really want to let you know, uh, the E-11 blaster rifle. I got it. Stormtrooper. That's correct. That's correct. Yes. Uh, I Luke and Leia also yeah. count. Oh, good. Yeah. Oh, man. Who yeah. shoot it first on screen? Is that the... No, it's like just who, who shot it. I'm, <laughs> yeah, yeah. These They're are going to get... Possible multiple answers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, you know... I, I kind of want to go, this is because it's one of my favorites, the DH-17 Blaster Pistol. And you can be uh, general here if you want. Is that uh, Jay? Is it Clone Trippers? Well, DH-17, uh, really good Rex. answer, uh, Adam, but no. Right. Oh, I love this. This is a great game. Um, uh, so DH-17 Blaster Pistol. It's also made by Blastech. 
Also made of blast. Oh, uh, if it's made of blast tech, I mean, is it is it Rebel Troopers? <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely correct. Okay, by Rebel Troopers. Yes. All right. Okay. The blast tech. I was like, it's got to be. <laughs> no, you said that was a broad category. It was like I know <laughs> the entire rebellion. I was gonna start narrowing. Rebel yeah. Alliance. It's yeah. like the dude. It's you know, in like a New Hope when they're Adam. setting up, they're all mm-hmm. holding VH17s um, okay. in the for the hallway scene. So. Okay. That's very good. Listen, we, we got correct answers on all of these, which is right. you know something. Um, okay, I think I'm gonna go. This is this is one of my favorites, and it's a it's a it's a deeper cut, but you've seen it. Uh, this is the Defender Sporting Blaster Pistol. It's hit. See, it I know. A, I, the manufactured by the Drearian Defense Conglomerate. Okay. Uh, capable of firing a hundred shots on a single charge and was effective up to 30 to 60 meters. Wait, can I get the uh, design- designation again? It is simply known as the Defender Sporting Blaster Pistol. Defender Sporting Blaster Pistol. I Sporting. Uh, I See, I know there's, I think there's one you're going to name, but I don't want to just uh, shot in the dark it. No well, pun uh, intended. Tarkin? Tarkin? I like Tarkin. Uh, I like Sporting. Uh, is it, is it? And I know it's not going to be this, and it's going to be something later. So it might just be my answer now until it is it. Is it? Is it Amidala? Is it Amidala? Is it Queen Princess Amidala? Ooh, really close, Adam. She has a different blaster. All right, um, but uh, really close. Is it Leia? Yes, sir. It is oh, Leia's. Oh, good. Nice, 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 nice. All right. Um, since you mentioned it, and I, I'm not going to say it, probably. Yeah. What is the name of that of that blaster? Um, I've got it right here. Stand by. Uh, I had it right here. Oh, there it is. That is the Sora Sub ELG 3A blaster. All right. But it's a really similar design. They kind of look, I know they look similar. Yeah. 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 Very, very similar, but uh, it's a precursor. Good call on Leia. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Why don't we, all right. Now we're, we're in the rabbit hole here. Um, going, going through all of it. So, what about uh, these? Are more personal weapons? The EE three blaster carbine rifle. Oh oh oh! Is that is that Boba Fett? Uh, Boba Fett. That is Boba Fett. Thank you. Adam, you're, you're secretly pretty <laughs> good. Weirdly, I think I just I think I'm just I think it's just through osmosis from you for See, years. I have been mumbling I've, about yeah. like yeah blasters <laughs> yeah. for a yeah. long time. Yeah. Um. All right. Now I'm gonna get harder than these. Please. Hey, like wow. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> All right. How about, okay. How about the MWC 35C staccato lightning repeating cannon? There's a couple answers to this one. Interesting. Is that like a clone arc trooper? No, sir. Staccato lightning. Oh, I have no it? idea. Is it? Is it? It's Bosk. a cannon. It's is a it? cannon. Is it Bosk? I feel like it's got to be one of the uh, one of the. Um... Oh, yeah. Bosk. That's a really deep cut. And it's still up for debate. So I'm not really willing to like in the battle, in the Battlefront yeah. games. Oh, okay. He shoots is it the on a super blaster. battle droid and a droidica? Is it like the cannon itself? Uh, it is the cannon itself, but it is not on super battle droids. Oh, is it on uh, B1 battle droids? <laughs> Uh, no, not on B1. Oh, not, not B1. Yeah. Um, oh, is it on those like those uh, those tanks, those droid tanks? 
Yes, Grant. Oh, the, the wow. long snoot. All right. They That's are impressive. the um, so the they are, tank. This is the this. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll give it to you, Grant, because you're close enough. You said tank. It uh, this is the blaster Crawler. cannon the that Baze Malbus pulled off a tank and started oh, using. I don't get credit on that. Weapon. No totally. way, I got that. I was thinking it was the during the Battle of Genosis. I was all over the place. Oh, okay. Well. Uh, it was a tough one. I wanted to, you guys were too good, so I had to yeah. No, I, I no, I'm glad. I appreciate that. See, I see once again. It's my, it's my, it's my Skywalker Wait, trilogy bias showing. I stopped. Course. I stopped even thinking about. Yeah, totally. Of course, of course it's base. He's a yeah. giant cannon. He walks yeah. around with a giant cannon. What was I thinking? Yeah, yeah. Who else had a yeah a cannon? Yeah, exactly. Like wow. Um, this one is a personal favorite of mine. Uh, could be tougher. This is the SE. 14C blaster pistol. Django Fett. No, sir. I like I like the confidence though in that. I'm in constantly that with Django Fett. I know. Uh, blaster pistol. Uh, is it uh, Lando? Uh, no. Okay. Um, do, do, do. This, this is, is an Imperial to... officer's pistol. Yes, sir. It oh is well, Imperial done. officer's pistol. Oh, and it, no! we, we see it. Um, <laughs> we see it used here and there. I think actually we saw it in um, Obi Wan Kenobi. Uh, mm-hmm. they we saw um, T, uh, Tiba Terra. See, Sorry. I'm mad at myself having played yeah. <laughs> and watched you play Battlefront so many times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a lot of these are in there. Yeah, but like I one... really have like a sense of memory just talking about that pistol, like while oh. we're playing the game <laughs> because it's just like so cool that like yeah. so much love and care goes into designing these things, and then they like give that's them true. names and then they give them like you know, people who design them. And um, I just think that's really pretty cool. It really is. It's really amazing to think about. Okay, so here's one. This one's called the DC-15A Blaster. Uh, I'm just going to be naming things. Uh, Go back again. Lando? (laughs) Because I'm going to keep saying (laughs) Lando. You know, Lando's Lando's Blaster, that's another one where it's like, in the game, he's consistent, Mm. but... um, but they kind of messed with it a little bit. But uh, it's, it's not really assigned, I think. Grant, do you have any guesses before I uh, before we DC? ask for a little more? Uh, I think that's um, it's a blaster rifle, I should say. The DC, yeah, that's, a, DC that's the resistance rifle, right? Ooh, no, it's not. Is it first order? <laughs> no, DC dash fifteen A blaster rifle. Yeah, there. DC. I feel like is this a battlefront? Can we just narrow it? Slightly? It is in. It is, is definitely in game? battlefront. Yeah. Okay. So I'm trying to think like who we haven't mentioned or what we haven't talked about. You might have talked about it already. Oh, is it a clone trooper? Have we even talked about? It? Have we narrowed it down? There? Is it a clone trooper? Clone rifle? It is. That is standard <laughs> issue. Clone rifle. Yeah, I went a, early on clone designated troopers clone and I forgot rifle. about it. Designated yeah. Cl- yeah. Okay. There you um, go. Yeah. Oh man, I think oh, is that the one? All right. Maybe uh should I just do uh one more for all the marbles here? Sure. Let's go. Um I got it's gotta be a hard one. Django Fett. Yeah. <laughs> I nope. okay. Yeah, actually I don't know what he uses, actually. Um oh, is that what's this one right here? Burp, 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 burp. I don't think that's it. Um, I sorry, I had one in my mind, but now I can't can't find, find it. it. Yeah. So, uh, I'm gonna go with 
the NN14 blaster pistol. And there's two answers to this, technically. If there's two answers to DL44. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. NN. NN-14. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to hear any yeah. typing, Adam. What? No, no typing. I was just looking up Django's pistol, which is a West Star 34. Uh, the West Star 34, sure. That's a good one. Um, but this is the NN-14. And there's technically two answers. And it could be any uh, any time, like any saga, really. I like I know lightsaber hilts. I just don't know blasters really that well. Any saga. I so trying to think like characters. N N. Um. Blaster pistol. Um. Is this a Padme pistol? No. I feel like I'm so close to like all these clues. Walks away just, from uh, computer. Yeah. <laughs> um, ah, blaster pistol. Who wields the um? God. All right. Is uh, it, yeah. Is it is it, is it, is it a um, character sequel trilogy? I'm gonna sequel start trilogy. Poe Dameron uses an NN. No. And Finn. Oh, Finn. I like that. Finn uses the NN. In is it Finn? Uh, Finn uses a Glee, which that actually oh, looks pretty oh, good. Oh, oh, too. oh. Uh, they, they both, that's the officer's pistol. Those are pretty great. So I'm going to, I'm going to get it from process of elimination now, I think. Is it, is it Ray's pistol that, is it the one that she gets oh, from Han? That Han Solo gives yeah. her, that's right. Wow. That was, and that was just because of the, um, that's I, because I, of the no sequel trilogy. Literally, you named all the other main sequel trilogy characters. So it's yeah. like, oh wait, that's right. I like to do love that scene. Yeah, right. I mean, it's such a weird design. It like yeah, kinda, it's got that like, like box yeah. in the middle, right, or something. She's always like holding like um, or or riding things that look like uh like freezer pops, you know. It's true. It's like, yeah, yeah. And Fungicles. it looks like that as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah Grant, you, the other one I wanted to do was the El sixteen HFE blaster rifle, um, and that also blast tech, but that was the uh that was standard issue resistance blaster. Right. Which uh, is a beast in in um in Battlefront. Nice. They also had one. I saw here. it in the indoor trailer, and I was like, "Oh, I know Ben's excited about this." <laughs> yeah. If all right, and if any of you can name who wielded the DT fifty seven half uh, heavy blaster pistol, um, actually two people uh, wielded it. Uh, you win the podcast for life. I yeah. What's what's it? What's it's, it's not going to matter. What's its designation again? And uh, this is also Blastech, and it was yeah. used in the Clone Wars. Blastech using Clone Wars. Uh, the nickname was the Annihilator. The Annihilator. I have no idea. It's not the one that. It's not the Obi Wan. It's not the one that Obi Wan kills Grievous with, is it? It is. <laughs> okay. Is it? Oh. It is. It's technically no Grievous's blaster, but it's like no one like ever think like why so, did Grievous have a blaster? By the way, right? so the reason I I'd been thinking about that scene That's this nuts. entire the entire time we've been playing this game, but but I wait but, that blaster. But what's really funny is I assumed it was a clone trooper blaster because I did too. Yeah, but but I'm like I don't know his wheel thing. That's like so he weird. just had a gun strapped onto All that. Right. Um, I swear, I swear there was no type. I did not google that that was just a shot in the dark you're just, just like, in a zone what? yeah 
I'm looking at it now. This is like escaping like? my mind for the longest time. I did not realize this weapon is so storied and like yeah, its design is different from just a regular battle droid's rifle. Like it's a totally, it's like a snub nose kind of battle droid's battle droid rifle. Yeah, like, and it's the annihilator. Um, I think that also helped because it annihilated him. So when you said that too, I'm just like, well, <laughs> it it's it you know it's it's accurately named. Yeah, it, it did great work. Well, um, okay, Adam, I think you, I think you edged out Grant on that one. Um, great work. Yeah. Great work, well, both of you. Actually, I am redeemed really after a lot of, our lot of correct answers. Redeemed after our musical test yeah. two weeks ago. Yeah, that was awful. No, that I was, was impressive. Really on that. The DT. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, I didn't think you'd pull the Obi Wan moment where he uses a blaster one time. I was like, yeah, because well, it's, it's advertised as like, Grievous's blaster. Regularly. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. But it's like, I mean, you know, more famously used by Obi-Wan as uh, being like, so uncivilized. And the other reason is it's a classic. It's a classic scene. I feel like we had narrowed down. It's just it was just the, it was I just did the process hint, of elimination. I gave you the trilogy. Too. You gave me that. You gave me that it was it was prequel trilogy. We had named most of the others. We knew it was a Jango Fett. We knew it wasn't Padme. There's not a ton of famous blasters in that film. And then the Annihilator, I think, is what tipped it over the edge because I'm like, what what blaster? Oh, yeah, he is annihilated by that thing. So. <laughs> That is so funny. Yeah. yeah. Um, so well, that... well deserved. Well deserved yeah. victory right there. Yeah. Um, that I will be hosting it. the game next week. Yeah. You got to always week. be a mystery box because that's what's fun. Yeah. That's great. This will be like favorite pets of like, yeah, of droids. They'll be it's like better call topic. Saul, but you have to just wait, you know, for <laughs> our next game. Yeah, exactly. Take yeah. Place. Absolutely. Tensions on. Um, yeah, actually, next week, I think we're going to talk about Tales of Jedi and the Sith, correct? Yeah, that's the plan. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah hustling on that one. Yeah, it, they're, it's I've read some already They're It's just great. Like, they're real fun short stories. I'm a big fan as a, a of short stories, so I'm really enjoying it. I can't wait to go through it. And, uh, one thing I learned um, about it is that it's told in chronological order, which I think is fun. Oh, they don't good. all tie it yeah. in, but, but it kind of goes from you know, oldest to newest. Yeah, yeah, that was um that thing that I one of the things I picked up from uh Meg Dowell's um now uh, this is lit podcast yes. with yep. Roseanne Brown. Yeah, Roseanne Brown was a little bit surprised that um she was last. Yeah. Uh, and we'll... be the final thing. And she was like, oh gosh, like I would have written it maybe differently, you know, <laughs> uh if I'd known I was gonna be the cleanup hitter here. But um yeah. yeah. So, no, I'm excited to read it after that. Listen, listen to that interview. That was such a you know fun, interesting interview, and so we'll I'm sure we'll tie that into our discussion next week. Yeah, yeah, it'll be great. Um, all right, guys. Well, great to see you. Um, thanks everyone for listening to us again this week, and um, we'll talk to you next week. May the force be with you. This is Grex Kondak signing off. For the latest breaking news, follow at Core World News on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you, and good night. Remember, the Force will be with you, always.